0: That sounds it Sounds like it's very loud now. But we do that, let's turn to Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read a few verses there. And then if you would find Ephesians chapter 6 as well. Romans 6, Ephesians 6. <clears throat> so we're going to start off with... Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 14, and then we'll go to Ephesians chapter 6. Romans 6, beginning of verse 1, says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that as many as of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also in the likeness of His resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead... Is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. But the life Unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for we are not under the law, but under grace. For Jesus we know that your word is precious. We know, Lord, that you are Lord, that you are King of kings. And, Lord, there is no other God besides you, Lord Jesus. You are true. Lord, you have called us. Lord, you have called the people to yourself. Lord, that would Lord, be instructed in, in your word, in your ways. Lord, that we would be close to you, that we would have a relationship with you. Lord, that we would live the life that you have designed. Lord, that we would enjoy things as you have des- designed them to be enjoyed. We pray, Lord, that your word would bring forth fruit, Lord, that your word would, Lord, be mingled with faith. Lord, that your word would bring roots and life in our lives. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just going to read a few of those verses again, slightly differently. Thomas adapted way. Uh, Chapter 6, reading verse 6. Know this, that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we would, from this point on, not serve sin. Because he that is dead, the old man dead, not physically dead, he that is dead, is crucified, is freed from sin. Verse 11. Also, you are dead unto sin, but alive, to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Don't let sin reign in your body, that you should abate in the desires, the lusts that it gives. Likewise, don't allow yourself to be an instrument or a weapon of unrighteousness unto sin. But give yourself to God, that you would be used as an instrument or a weapon of righteousness to God because sin will not have dominion over you. In Ephesians, if you've got that, chapter 6, and this is a familiar portion to some of us, beginning at verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Even some of the Sunday school kids would know this, I think. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What are the components of the armor of God? Some kids might be able to tell us. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Having, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, praying always with power and supplication the Spirit, watching thereunto with perseverance and supplication for all saints. We're going to be talking about the believer's defense to an attack. That portion about the armor of god i think is fairly well known and it is important it is crucial that we understand how we can defend ourselves as a believer against the things that come towards us we don't fight a physical fight we don't war we're not an army although there are lots of examples in the bible about the army it's not a physical army although there's a real army as well we'll get to that we don't fight against flesh and blood but we fight against things that are principalities and powers because i work in health i come up with a health example you may have heard of something uh well immunity the body's defense mechanism We're going to have a few slides on this, so hopefully I won't lose you. This is not a university. This is just some... If you lose the the basics, it doesn't matter. We're just going to get to a point at the end. There's not a test on this, as such, as a written test, although this is a test for your life. (laughs) Some principles of it will be useful to remember for your life. So, immunity, I think we would... I'll go through this slowly. Immunity is something that we know that helps us to fight off, defend against disease. Immunology is the study of the body's defense mechanism. I think it's useful, if I think about it, I work in health, I understand those things a little bit, I thought I'd share with you. God made the body and In natural circumstances, God designed how long we live. In the past, people lived several hundred years, hard to believe. Today, we only live 70 or so. But God decided to put a defense mechanism into our body so that when something comes against us, disease, virus, something comes in, the body is able to fight it, to preserve itself. So immunity is the ability of the body to protect itself against little tiny things you can't even see, microorganisms, something called pathogens. Daniel, can you put the next one up? Something, pathogen, something that causes disease, something that causes you to become sick. Okay, next one. There's really only four slides. There are two types of defense mechanisms that the body has. There's something called the general or non-specific response it's generally called resistance I think my, some of you may have heard that some people are resistant or you're resistant to a particular disease, cold resistant towards chickenpox or whatever else you have a resistance that resistance is natural a baby has it when we're born we have a resistance towards some invasions to our body that try and make us sick ah those that resistance is made up of those things up there hopefully you can see them your skin everyone's born with the skin and that's actually a defense mechanism against things that come into your body while your skin is intact if you cut it you get an infection things can get in it's a defense mechanism it's a general, non-specific defense mechanism. Tears, as well as being something that we think about really only for emotions, tears are useful for lubricating your eye and washing off little bits of dust that come in there. It's a form of defense mechanism. Saliva, same. Mucus, that yucky stuff that can be inside your nose. In fact, not can be, but it is inside your nose. It's inside your throat. It's in your intestines. It's in your bowel. It's fact. It's even in your lungs. In your, you we cough things up. Um, there's some stuff called phagocytosis, which we won't go into. Inflammation, fever, all these things, you and I have in our bodies from when we are. Who's youngest here, Caroline? And oldest, I'll say me. <laughs> We're all born with that. We all have a natural defence, resistance towards things that would come into our body. It is a reliable first instance mechanism for most larger um, organisms that try and come into us. It can be a bug, it can be a cut, it can be uh, all kinds of things that can come against us. And it works with what we call (coughs) inside the body, but not inside the cells of the body. These defense mechanisms work as, a, as an external defense mechanism, even though some of them are inside, they're external because they don't allow viruses, and microorganisms to go into the cell itself. <clears throat> the thing is, the general defense mechanism is unable to deal with some viruses and bacteria so there is something called, so all this is a general defense mechanism. There is something called a specific defense mechanism. And this specific m- defense mechanism is called immunity. That means that we have immune to some- something. In contrast to the general defense, which people are born with, immunity is something that develops with age don 't have it when you're when you're a kid don 't have it when you 're born, but as you get older, generally people in middle age are pretty healthy because their body has adapted and has learned to fight off lots of things that have come along the way to stop this disease. The immunity is very specific it 's made up of lots of lots of different components, some of them. Are there only for one specific virus, or one specific bacteria in the whole body? And there's billions of them. This particular cell or groups of cells are only used for one, one attack that might, or might never come in your life. Depends on where you live, what kind of things you're exposed to. There are dedicated cells, for example, lymphatic cells, and there are all types of other cells. This is not. I'm going to go into a lot of detail. Next one, Daniel. There are molecules that specifically act against pathogens. There are antibodies and all kinds of other things you may have heard of. These things, the specific defense mechanism is effective when the disease comes not only into the body, but goes inside the cell of the body. So it can fight it off. This is the last slide. This is the end of this technical stuff. The external attacks on the body are handled by barriers of saliva, tears, mucus, skin. And the internal attacks, yes Daniel, are handled by the immune system. Your immune system has a wide range of cells that are capable of attaching to, binding and destroying cells that are not part of the body. All defense mechanisms involve an interaction or contact with the foreign body. The immunity that your body develops, develops because it has been exposed to, you don't even know about it, all this happens without us even knowing. It's been exposed to a little bit of that virus bacteria or, or something that's come along the way and it's been handled with by a body without even knowing about it and over time it develops a resistance it develops a memory when it comes again it goes and gets against it but those cells actually have a interaction with at with that bacteria that comes in it doesn't happen at a distance and then what happens is that those cells are expendable. That means that once they've done their job, they die, they get destroyed, they are not required any longer. The summary is, the defense mechanism of the body involves an interaction with the foreign body, and as a result, that cell, that those components that are involved, become expendable or they die. So, with that, thank you very much. You can put that aside, Daniel. That's a little bit of very basic background. That's how the body deals with things that come against it. <coughs> um, let's just read this part again. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin, or the thing that comes to fight against us, can be destroyed. So that from this point on, we don't serve sin anymore. For he that is dead, is freed from sin. Likewise, consider yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let Don't let sin reign in your body. Don't let attacks continue in your body that you should obey it and it would multiply and get and cause a problem in your body. Don't allow members to become uh, instruments of unrighteousness, but yield yourselves to God, for sin shall not have dominion over you. In John chapter 16, verse 33, we read Jesus saying, and this is a verse that some of the Sunday school kids might remember. Who remembers John 16, 33? These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have salvation, peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus recognizes, and tells us, that there are going to be issues, there are going to be attacks that will come against us, But we can be peaceful. He set up defense mechanisms. We can overcome the world. We can have peace. We don't worry about all the microorganisms that come against us every day. We just get on with life. Those things are built into us. So, now turning to the Bible and godly uh, examples in God's word about Attacks and trying to link this up with this defense mechanisms, these external attacks and internal attacks. What are some of the external attacks that come against believers? And I thought I'd start at the front of the Bible, and I won't go all the way through. But one of the first attacks we read about is in Genesis 14:14. 14, 14. Lot and Abram parted ways, and Lot chose to live in a place... Close to a city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And although Lot was a righteous man, he chose to live in an area which was not beneficial to his spiritual walk. And what happened is that some kings got together and attacked Sodom and Gomorrah. Five kings, five armies, they all came. It was a large region and they attacked and destroyed the city. And Lot happened to be living in the area. They took him hostage, they took his family hostage. They ransacked his house, took everything, uh, along with a whole lot of other people. And he was um, treated this way. We read in Genesis fourteen, fourteen, when Abram heard that Lot was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318 of them. That's uh, more than we can get back up in this church. Imagine what you can do with 318 war like or men ready for war and he pursued them to Dan, and he recovered them Lot lived too close to that place where he shouldn't have lived but as an example of an attack against a believer you know that he was, he was maybe a passive believer I don't know but he was a believer and there was an attack that was repelled or resisted by abram and his uh, his servants <clears throat> that 's kind of like an example of an external attack. Another example we have in first Samuel seventeen where where Saul, the first king of Israel he had together a group of men an army because because Israel was being attacked it's interesting that israel when we read, although Israel has armies, they're not a military um, organization. The army was as a defense mechanism. The army was not to go and attack and to claim and conquer others. It was to serve as a defense. And so when, when the Philistines came towards Israel and wanted to defeat Israel, and they sent this big tall guy with extra fingers and extra height and extra strength, and people had to hold their shield and spear. And his name was Goliath. There was a young man called David who said, You come to me with a sword and spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled, whom you have disrespected. This was a defense mechanism, a physical defense mechanism, an external defense mechanism. In God's kingdom, there is no emphasis on military resistance, external resistance. Our role is to hold off an attack. There are different types of attacks that come to the believer, which is which is what comes to us, which is we're worried about in Ephesians. There are internal attacks that come to the to the believer and to our spiritual life, to our walk with Him. What are those attacks? That we need to be wary of, carnality and worldliness, a lack of a focus on our salvation, and lack of a focus on souls and people who need to be saved, an eternal attack. Right? These things that are so small, they're like microorganisms. They're these pathogens, the viruses, bacteria, which come in, jealousy, strife. Argumentation, criticism, talebearing, bearing gossip. These things, they're not big, they're not external, but they are attacks against your spiritual life to destroy you. They are unseen, but there needs to be a defense mechanism against these. It's easy to see when an army comes. It's easy to see when Goliath comes, and we come to him in the name of the Lord, and that's right, we need to come externally when things like that happen. But there are things that go in in through here and through here that are attacks to our very core of our spiritual life. There's self. That's an attack to the believer. Self as in self-interest, as in self-glory. As in self-opinion, as in self-existence, I can handle this by myself, and all kinds of other self that are an attack to you to destroy you. There are works of the flesh that we would do because our mind chooses to do them. There are, there's our words, the way we communicate with others (coughs) that comes from our heart that is that can be an attack to our spiritual walk our temper the way that we deal with situations with people and then we go oh that wasn't the way that we should have handled things these aren't direct external attacks that we recognize as you know someone's coming to get you they are not attacks of the flesh and blood They are these things that we read about in Ephesians. They are the attacks of principalities, of powers, a spiritual attack of wickedness, things that can cause us to sin. We need to be aware of the armor of God. Romans 6, we read, provides us a guidance on the attack of sin. Hopefully this will all click together. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. What are the biblical examples? There must be examples of people who have had attacks, who have been physical attacks, but they've had the attacks of these kinds of things and more, that try to destroy them as a believer. Again, I just picked up the front of the Bible and I didn't want to pick too many examples. But I think you will see that there is a pattern here. One of the first ones that came to mind is Ruth. Ruth, we may know about in the Bible, was a daughter-in-law to a Jewish lady called Naomi. And this family, instead of living in Israel... Moved away from Israel to another country, another land. Perhaps not the best decision. And that land went through some troubles and they decided to come back to Israel. By that stage, Naomi didn't have a husband and the sons had died. And the daughter-in-laws that she had was all that she had left. So it was her, no husband, her two daughters, uh, daughter-in-laws, because the sons had died. So she decided, I'm going back to Israel where I come from. And Ruth was not an uh, an Israeli. She wasn't a Jew. She wasn't a believer. Not in her background, not in her base. And so the other daughter-in-law said, See you, Naomi, I'm going to stay where I am. And Naomi walked, and Ruth walked with her. And Ruth, when it came time to come to Israel, said, and some of you may know this, I better better find it, actually. (laughs) If you want to turn to Ruth, chapter 1, right at the very beginning. Ruth, chapter 1, verse 16. And Ruth said to Naomi, entreat me or listen to me sincerely. I'm making a, a case. I will not leave you, or I will not return, I will not turn away from following after you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also if aught, but death part thee and me. These are critical words, a critical situation in the life of Ruth where she chose to follow the way of... She recognized something about Naomi. She recognized something about her having a godly background, a godly influence. She said, although I come from this land and from this country, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to die to myself, and I'm going to follow your ways. Your God will be my God. The things that I held dear, I die to those things. Those things are no longer part of me. That's an example of an attack to her way of life. How would she have been if she had stayed uh, where she was? She wouldn't have continued as a believer. And we know that Ruth came on in in, in biblical history had a her large role in Jesus and in his birth. Est, uh, Ruth chose to follow the ways of God, even to the detriment of her past and herself. Esther is another example. Esther was another Jewess. She was a Jewess who, during the time of Israel, Israel was attacked and they were taken away captive to another country without a mother without father without influence of those round her except for an uncle who said to her don't tell anybody you're a jew and we had that play didn't we esther was a jew she, there was that, that was that secret we had that in in the sunday school play you, you might remember she was a jew but no one could tell <clears throat> There came a time when her spiritual life, when her being as a person was under attack, and so was the being of all the Jews around her in that foreign land, simply because others recognized that her uncle, they wanted to destroy him and, and the Jews. So what was Esther's response? She said, you might remember, She went to fast, she prayed and she said, Esther, me, king, who is my husband, I will go to the king, which is not according to the law, keeping in mind that Esther replaced the previous queen called Vashti who disobeyed the king and the king put her away. She says, I will go to the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. She chose to die to herself. She chose to die to the things that she held dear in order to fulfill a task that was given to her. And we know that when she did that, she was saved, her uncle was saved, and all of Israel's nation that was in Assyria was saved as well. Another example. We read about Daniel, Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these young men in whom an excellent spirit was found. The Bible tells us they were put as rulers over princes. They were masters of magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans and soothsayers. They went through tests of food, submission, acknowledgement of majesty. Able to interpret dreams. Daniel himself lived through four rulers Nebuchadnezzar Belshazzar Darius Cyrus and there came a test for Daniel not the first test but another test where he was asked to deny his god and to stop praying to him and to bow down to another god and to acknowledge only the king as 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 the god he didn't do that and we read in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10 now when Daniel knew and the writing. the writing was that if you worship anyone else but the king, the king of the and Persians, <clears throat> he, David went to his house, opened the windows as he normally had, towards Jerusalem, he kneeled on his knees three times a day, and he prayed, and he gave God thanks as he did before time. And the men that came found him, gotcha. Ended up going to the lines then, and God saved him from that. There's another example of resisting attack. We're going to draw these together in a moment. What's interesting is um, we kind of skip over this thing. Daniel had an excellent spirit, and he was put as a prince over the, and a master over the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. Imagine that. He had an excellent spirit. But he was actually in charge of people and ways of life and understanding and practices which he had a very strict view about. But he was Lord over them. Now imagine that. These people, soothsayers, had their own schools. They were all supported by the king's taxes in some way. They didn't work. Imagine they needed to travel somewhere to teach somebody else about it and they came to, to Daniel and said, can you support us and provide us some funds to do this? Or they needed another school to be built. Or they had some resources. They needed some writing that needed to be done, and that cost a lot of money. All those things Daniel was over and in charge of. Astro- imagine if one of them died, one of the magicians of, of Syria, and they held a big funeral procession for him, and Daniel was there somewhere in the background. Can you imagine that? In him was found an excellent spirit. He was hand-to-hand interacting directly with the things that could be an attack towards him, just like the immune system, just like those cells that are fighting those viruses, that bacteria, only happens when it's almost what you call hand-to-hand combat, (laughs) when it's one-on-one. There's an interaction there, but he was... Over and above all those things, he maintained the right spirit. Imagine that. Allocating resources, funds, teaching, lands, buildings, resources to people and ways of life and teaching, which to him were no go. Yet through that, he maintained in the administrative role that he had, the right spirit towards those things and didn't allow those attacks to destroy him. to the new testament peter we know in uh, matthew chapter 26 towards the end of jesus's life when he was taken in the garden of gethsemane and he was taken to the pilot's house and then to to, to judge and to be unfairly tried everyone else left but peter who said i will follow you i will do my best i will Never leave you or forsake you. He followed off in a distance. And then when those that saw him said, Oh, you're one of them. He said, No. and You're one of them. No. He said, no, you're one of them. No. And then he realized that he denied the Lord. He failed. He lost in that enthusiasm that he had to live for God. But that was not the end of Peter. Because we know that a little bit later... Those words that we read, repent and be baptized, every one of you, standing up together with the other eleven, he proclaimed those words. When he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. He realized it's not I, Lord, will serve you. I, Lord, will follow you. Lord, I cannot, I'm not able to, but such as I have. What I have is knowledge of Jesus. That can help you. Just the same way, he was later thrown into prison. And he then said, they said, we'll let you go if you don't proclaim the name of Jesus. No, no longer in his own strength. He said, we ought to obey God more than men. No longer, No longer dealing with the things that attacked him. But he grew through it. Peter, Cornelius, all kinds of other things. What is the point of all these? The biggest example we have of an attack to our spiritual life is life of Jesus. Imagine all the things he went through and ultimately to be, we go through this season when Jesus was born, but the reason why he was born is that ultimately he would go through a test that was a real test. It wasn't a pretend test. It was a real test of will you follow my God's will or will you follow your will? When you're tested, when you're attacked, Jesus' response was not my will, Lord, but your will. And we read that he submitted himself, his life, to the death of the cross for the joy that was set before him. Whatever the attack, the response to the attack is death. We read in Romans. The response is death not in the body, but the response is death to self. Ruth died to self. I'm not the queen, I'm not the one in second in charge. I'm not one who can summon everybody else around me. No, I recognize that I don't have anything. I recognize that if I die, I die. But I will allow my death to serve as a sign that I'm going to follow the Lord. Ruth did the same. I'm going to deny my background, but I recognize that the way of this Israeli lady called Naomi is the way to go. If I, I will, what did she say? Ruth said, your people will be my people. I will follow your God. I die to my way. That thing that's coming towards me that can destroy me. I can't even see that virus, that thing that says, well, I can live comfortably where I am. Overcome by dying to self. The other examples. Any other example, if you look through Daniel. Likewise, died to self. I'm not going to deny the Lord that I know because someone put in some writing that says if I stop doing that, I'll be okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. I die to my will to live. I die and I will allow God to be glorified. Jesus, Peter, Daniel, each of these people, this wasn't their first test. Daniel lived through several kings, went through several tests because before he had this test, this was the immunity which he had acquired over time, just like the immunity that we that we receive in our bodies. We are not born with it; that immunity develops over time by exposure to these bacteria and these pathogens. Daniel was exposed to these things. Naomi was exposed to these things. Ruth was exposed. Peter, if you look, everybody is exposed to the ways of this world, to the attacks of in our mind, the attacks of carnality, of worldliness, lack of focus on salvation, lack of a focus on new souls, jealousy, strife, criticism, gossip, self. We are all exposed to these. And as we grow, as we mature, as we live for God, our ability to ward off these things gets stronger and stronger. And ultimately, there will come a test. There will come a test just the same as it came a test for these and others that you might choose to look in in the Bible. That test will be a test of you, a death to yourself. Not a physical death, but to that what you thought was going to happen, to that what you thought you are going to be able to do, to that what you thought that you are, that you might be able to stand on that you might be able to count on, death to those resources and finances that you have that can get you out of those things, death to the strength that you have or that ability that you have or or, or, or whatever it is that you have, you'll let that go. You say, I can no longer rely on that. I will allow to happen what will happen, but I will allow God to be the victor here. Just the same as these characters were prepared to go through with their commitment, despite the consequences, Esther didn't know what was going to happen when she went to see the king. Naomi didn't know. Daniel didn't know. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego went into the furnace. And as far as they were concerned, if the Lord is able to, he will save us. But if not, we will still serve him. They were prepared to go through the consequences. Their commitment was greater. Their commitment to the way of God, their commitment to preserve life, the commitment of these cells to preserve life in our body is greater than their life. Because once there's an attack and they attack back, they die themselves. They're destroyed. Those cells are expanded. They're expendable. They don't think about... Oh, what's going to happen to me? I might die. I might get burnt. People might not think well of me. People might throw me out of my family. I might not have money. I might not have a job. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, What if, what if? None of these people, when, when the point, when the time, when that critical moment comes, it's not what if. It's I'm going to be true to what God wants me to be true to. I'm going to be true to him, to his way. We have to be, we have to do our best when it comes to that critical moment. And that immunity you have developed, those things you've been exposed to, that will accumulate. Say, so I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to do what He wants me to do. God has never intended for us to be anything but victorious. God made the world for us. This world we have, this Garden of Eden that God made, which we can't find today because of man's sin, God made. For Adam and for Eve to enjoy this air conditioning, the fans, the electricity, this building. Thank God for it. He made it so that we can enjoy it. God intends those things for our benefit. We you have to be careful that we don't allow the things that can be our benefit to become that attack against us? Just the same as a fire is good and a knife is good. And so are some explosives, if we use them for mining, but if we don't use them rightly, those things which are good can become an attack to us. God intends for victory for his people and not failure. The community develops over time. Immunity develops not at a distance. Immunity develops when there is an interaction with I 'm not saying we're going in the sin's harm way deliberately so we get caught with those things immunity develops when there is an interaction between the virus the pathogen and those cells in the body that can then develop a recognition and then fight against it we need to die to self die to self-interest our own individual personal situation is less important than the cause of god which we represent Whatever a de-attack is, the response is death to self and self-will. Going back to where we started, in Romans chapter 6, we read, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified, that means he dies with him, that the body of sin, the attack, the things that comes against us, might be destroyed. And the body is destroyed. And then therefore we no longer serve sin for he that is dead he that dies to self is free from sin let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it and the last thereof neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto god for sin shall not have dominion over you we must be determined to lift up Jesus, no matter what happens. We're not necessarily talking of physical death, but we must be prepared for that death to that vision, that dream, that thing that you thought you were going to accomplish. When the test comes, I will choose, this would be nice, but I will choose to do what's right, that the name of Jesus would be lifted up. We will be able to overcome the attack. God has designed the body to overcome attacks against it. God has designed and delivered us his word with examples of people's lives, with examples of situations, of attacks, of principalities and powers into our minds, that we may be able to learn from those things and overcome those things. We must be determined to lift up Jesus. Finally, Paul writes, he must increase and I must increase. This is not about me. It's not about me and my ways and my challenges. But this is about the way of God. This is for the, make it, this is, this is for the benefit of the body itself. And I, as an individual cell in the immunity, am prepared to become expendable for the way of God to take place in my life, in the life of those around me, in the life of the church. Praise God. God is worthy to be praised. Amen.